baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, third hour, 510. Glad to have you with us here on Drive Time with DeRussia. Susie Jones hanging out with us one more time. We have a bit of a theme for our conversation today, Susie. I can't wait. Things you're doing wrong. Me? Not you, like the collective, the collective you. Hmm. This is like the official form of clickbait online articles right now. Mm-hmm. You are picking your plane seat wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. There can be a huge difference between seat 21A and seat 22A. Shut up. You need to look at the type of aircraft. Hmm. Yeah. Did not know that. Do you pick a seat? I like to. I don't like sitting in the way back. I don't. I never pick a seat. We buy. I, I read some report from Delta. You know, Delta sells like first class, business class, rich people, nice seats for Delta class. You know, there are 47 classes. <laughs> and then there's like Delta for losers who should be taking the bus. Oh. And that's what I buy. Cheap. Non-refundable, non-transferable. They don't even give you water. They l- really give you a dirty look <laughs> when you walk like, on the plane. Come on. <laughs> so I, I usually don't pick the seat. I'm mm. like, put me wherever. Okay. And my wife it just feels like hopefully hopefully I won't uh, have to sit by her. She's oh. Like, maybe a little break. <laughs> she gets a little break. She chooses her own. That's she, right. She has a preference. Do you think... Uh, a certain airline seat might be safer than another seat. Gosh, with that recent Alaska <laughs> door right, yeah. blowing off, yes. I'm I'm really not. Any, I guess I wouldn't want to sit by the door. All airplane seats are essentially equally safe. Who said that? That is according to USA Today. Mm. Although... I also would be a little nervous about sitting next. I've sat next to the exit door before. Mm-hmm. And you have that moment, don't you, where you think like. She goes, can you, are you able to help everyone <laughs> off the plane? And you're like, uh, first of all, if we crash, that nobody's getting off this dog. Yes. You know, sure, I'll help. Although, you know, they were, Sully, that old, the the plane that landed on right. the Hudson, that door opened and helped people get so, out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Guess you would have had a better. You better have been a go-getter on that one. Well, I mean, just because you say you would help doesn't mean that when push comes to shove, you actually have to do it, does it? Mm. What if your hair was on fire and you're screaming and you're having a <laughs> meltdown and they're like, "Listen, right. you told us." Hey, you promised. Did you enjoy the extra leg room or what? Get Just the work. Slap them in the face. Come on. You are also doing your bedtime routine wrong. Well, I don't know if you are. Are you? Do you have a bedtime routine? Can I tell you something for you and whoever cares and listening? I am trying something this week, and so far, so good. And do you know what that is? 
I plug my phone in in the kitchen, mm. and then I go to bed. Yeah. So four nights in a row I've done it. Now, I will say this. I have a 700-page book that I am reading for book club. So I would like to actually finish it. And it is very good. It's called The Covenant of Water. Ooh. And it's quite captivating. And so I don't mind... A little bit of reading. P- putting my PJs on and yeah. figuring out what's going to happen next. Uh, How about you? Are you a phone or computer in your bed person? So uh, for a long time, we had no phones in the bedroom. Okay. And then uh, I started working the morning show mm. on TV and then felt like, well, you know, what if they need to wake me up? Bop, mm. bop, 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 bop. Mm-hmm. I do... My my phone goes to like sleep mode mm-hmm. at eleven o'clock. Okay. Uh, this week I found my wife's uh, d- d- uh, does not. She never set it to do that, and so when she started getting texts at three in the morning, probably from her lover. I don't know. I don't know. Juan, None of my business. <laughs> I heard. I heard he's hot. I mean. I saw pictures of him on Facebook. He's smoking. <laughs> I should really log on to Facebook you and see what my wife is up to. Because she is having yeah. fun. Well, you know what? I mean, she's sacrificed a lot. 20 yeah. plus years with of me. Of you. Uh, they did a survey mm-hmm. of what people do, what their pre-sleep routine is. What do you think the number one thing that people do before turning in? That is not correct well uh, this is correct this is fine i mean this is just what they're doing sure i mean i think obviously the routine for many people including my mom is to read or watch a television show watch the 10 o'clock news go into a room 29 percent open a book before they that's right and then and then open a book pretty high yeah what else um 39 percent take a shower or a bath yeah that's nice do you take a pre-sleep Shower? Depends on how I'm feeling. I'm a morning shower. One yeah, a day. One a day. Otherwise, you're especially in Minnesota, you're scrap. I know. Get so dry. 30% lie and say they turn off electronics. See? I don't believe it. One-fourth of respondents say they have sex. Before they go to bed. That's not bad if you got someone who's willing. Is that an underrated Maybe. kind of sleep aid? Sex? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I guess you're uh-huh. tired after. You're doing it right. <laughs> Should be. Got to make sure. <laughs> right. oh, listen, We're move not, on. I'm Go not, on to the I'm next. Not, thing. I, exactly. Go I, on to the next thing. Well, there's one other thing that you're you're probably doing wrong. What? In, Having in, caffeine. Dan Cook sent this article, and I feel like you should have to introduce it. Headline: Huff Post. Bad news. You're probably wiping all wrong. Your bottom. Correct. Wow, is this where we're going at 5.17 on a mm-hmm. Thursday morning, afternoon? Jeez, I'm tired. Um, you know, that one, I don't even think I want to touch. I know that there was always, I was always taught by my mother, who's a nurse, the direction, and I don't know. I mean, it kind of, let's, if we even move off topic a bit, it's a little bit Would like, you want me to tell you what they recommend Oh, instead? sure. Isn't it front to back? Well, I don't know that the direction, uh, well, I suppose the direction does matter. Yes, it does. Yeah, not for a guy. No, because you're just sloppy, dribbling all over. The, uh, this doctor, 
nationally renowned surgeon yeah? uh, of that region says the, uh, you shouldn't wipe at all. What? Bidet or take a shower. So when you go tinkle in the bathroom, mm-hmm. you are not to use toilet paper. Instead, pull your drawers <laughs> up and have a little bit of a moistness yeah. in your skivvies. Pardon? I'm just saying, is that why what they're would you saying? Have moist, why would there be Because moistness? if you don't wipe after you pee, you might have still some pee oh, and it might oh. go on the underwear. Am I crazy? Who I'd like some women to chime in. Tell them to chime in. We I, can't not wipe <laughs> our bottoms when we pee. And that's, it, but that's not what they're saying. What are they saying? They're saying that you should be. We should all be using a bidet. You but, bidet. So if you pee, do you on know a what a bidet? Do people do, know what a bidet I do. is? It spurts up water, yes, and you. I pee don't know in that it. everyone knows. But what you a bidet still is. have to dry off, Dan. But they didn't say. Yeah, the the bidet is supposed to have like uh, if you get a fancy bidet, it's got like a oh, like fans. a Dyson, like a blow dryer right in there. <laughs> and you can give yourself a little pat down afterwards. That's fine. Oh my God, I am stunned. I don't at know. This, this is just it's this the is... wiping that's the problem. Apparently, it's the. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I... just passing along the news. I'm just, I'm just the messenger, front to back. Well, so good policy for a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know. What can you do? What can you do? I think the barometric pressure is getting us a little goofy. Are you uh, excited about this weather? No, um, because it's really going to be cold. And yeah. hey, it's you know what's what's three below? No, but the wind chills in Minneapolis could be twenty five below. Do you believe in wind chill? I believe it's cold when I walk outside and the snot in my nose freezes and my eyes freeze. Mm. Does the snot in your nose freeze when you hit the cold when you're outside on a oh, yeah. below zero day? Yeah, I mean, the worst days in the sub-zero temperatures here in Minnesota, for sure, were the TV news days, right? Where you're standing out at a Doing fire a mm-hmm. or whatever and you're you're just stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that is awful. It is. Miserable. I do think today's reporters, though, are babies. Like they're telling you about their, I got my heated glove and my this and that. You know what? We had toughness. That's right. And what kept us warm inside? Our cynicism and bitterness. Our jagged edge. That's right. Mm. And these kids have their plug in gloves and their USB, either, I don't know, On they're staying warm with their vape. They don't even take I notes. They just use their phone. And then look at, there's Pauline up there driving. You guys have that new little, or you guys, sorry. Whoops, yeah. Channel 4 I has got that. nothing. Yeah, you don't have a special mobile no. command center. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Oh, do I ever. Uh, We're I, getting the rap. Yeah. You feel things have gone all right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's, that that signal for Dan, we're going to rename it from the wrap to the wipe. We're going to wipe this oh, segment away. Oh, my gosh. Wipe it. Good Fr- day. Front to back. <laughs> oh, Dan still wants me to do the tease. I thought, like, we had a good out. Like, Susie said front to back, and then ba-bam, then you'd hit the thing. It's fine. Uh, Deep Rush Hour news headlines. Coming up in just a moment. Uh, hot mic moment. I love a hot mic moment. 
Tough time getting an appointment at a dentist? We have an explanation why. And clown cardio as we continue. It is 525, time for the D-Rush Hour news headlines. And boy, you know, as tightly scripted as some politicians are, there often are these moments where they get caught on an open microphone like this moment with former Governor Chris Christie. Oh, boy. Chris Christie supposedly dropping out to take his support and have it go to somebody who might be able to beat Donald Trump in the Iowa caucuses or the New Hampshire primary. Not great when you say she's going to get smoked and you and I both know it. Donald Trump, of course, immediately jumped on it, writes on True Socials, uh, True Social, his social media site, that that was a very truthful statement. Oh, boy. Have you been having a tough time getting an appointment at the dentist? Got a little excited there. Brittany Ehrman from 5 Eyewitness News, KSTP, reporting about a big shortage of dental hygienists. After the pandemic started, dental hygienists were retiring early. Hiring replacements was challenging. One office they talked to said they're not seeing any applications for dental hygiene positions. The Minnesota Dental Association has been tracking this shortage for years. Retirees outpacing new hires, dental school graduate numbers are dropping, and so is interest in the field. He said he doesn't think it's low pay that's the issue because uh, hygienists are among the highest paid in the country here in Minnesota. Is it a mountain lion part two? That is not what you want to hear outside the River Grove Elementary School, which is in northern Washington County. Mary Devine, the Pioneer Press, reporting that all the kids were kept inside because a parent spotted what they believed was a mountain mountain man. (laughs) Also, if you see a mountain man, immediately call authorities. It was a mountain lion. Somebody called the sheriff's office. Deputy didn't see the lion. There haven't been other sightings. So we'll see if this is like a, the second in the Twin Cities in more than a month. We had that uh, Nebraska mountain lion that was hit by a truck on Interstate 394. That was supposed to be in Lowry. Uh, that was seen in Lowry Hill. Whenever Alex Lee mentions clown cardio, he is met with some confusion. Ah, it's clown cardio, and the New York Times is on it. Yeah, this dude named Alex Lee, who's a 42-year-old technical writer who lives in Los Angeles, he was attending a clown cardio class. Now, nobody wears face paint or red noses, nor are they necessarily chasing anyone, but this hour-long Clown cardio session cost 20 bucks. There was a bicycle horn. There were many circus tents from Ikea and carnival-style popcorn boxes. Uh, L.A. people are just the weirdest, aren't they? they this, this was founded by this Jamie Parkinen. Combines theater games, turns them into aerobic exercise with clown-themed props. This is not a great sign for our future. 
I think. It's not great. Very, very weird stuff. One, uh, the chair of the theater department at UCLA thinks the popularity of clowning could be people realizing that seriousness doesn't get us where we need to go. Do you think our problem as a society is that we're not serious enough? Like, I feel like that is not the issue. Too much clowning is what we have in our society. 530, that's the D-Rush Hour News headlines. We'll take a break. Come back. Our friend Greg Swan, who is a social media and a marketing expert, he is at the CES, which used to be called the Consumer Electronics Show. We'll check in with Greg about some of the cool trends in technology that may be showing up at your home soon in just a minute. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. CES is underway right now, and I love technology. I love hearing about what's new, what they're coming up with, what's exciting, what may or may not end up as part of our everyday life, or at least part of our everyday life going forward. And there's nobody better to guide us through this than Greg Swan, who is at CES 2024 in Las Vegas. He joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Greg, thanks for being here. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me here in Las Vegas. 40 degrees and snow in the mountains, so uh, it is not a desert uh, landscape today. No, no. Not, uh, not, as, not as nice as it sometimes is out there, huh? So I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to come home on Saturday, but I am here participating in 4,000 exhibits, 1,200 startups, 130,000 people, gathered together to be excited about technology, to say, what's the new thing? What's the smart thing? And then maybe what are the dumb things, too? All right. What is the main theme, the overarching theme of what you're seeing at CES? So as a social media agency, we pay a lot of attention to how people connect through their technology. And so we believe that AI, AI is the biggest buzzword right now, right? It's making CES more social. So my theme is that you can't spell CES without AI, and I think that's a good thing. You like it. You're, you're, you've been very bullish and interested in sort of how AI can affect things, and this is obviously you looking at it as a technology enthusiast, but also through your lens at the social lights. That's true. You know, you and I uh, had an exchange a few years ago where um, – you mentioned that we look at these new innovations each year and you wonder which ones we'll, we'll look at and say, that's that. What is the internet anyway moment right, that Katie right. Couric had in right. 1995 of just, what is this newfangled thing? They were trying to explain email actually at the time. And, and so, you know, in my 16 years attending CES as an analyst and as a, a pioneer here, I've seen things, new things like quantified self tracking bands, the internet of things, smart home technology, or even, you know, VR and AR, just kind of waiting to catch up with, with normal people. And I really think that there's an inflection point, and, and the Apple Vision Pro will be a very big launch next, next month for this. And, of course, when we say AI, that's very big and broad, and there are implications that are important. And 
you know, there's a lot of fear that it's going to take our jobs. And there's also um, a lot of positivity around the solutions it could actually bring. Is uh, Are you seeing overuse of AI where it's really not artificial intelligence? It's just some sort of automation. I feel like AI gets slapped on everything right now. That's a great question. Yeah, I would say the... The majority of booths, and I just told you uh, there was 4,000 exhibits here, the majority of booths probably had the words AI on some sort of signage. <laughs> and was it actually AI or was it an app? Was it, uh, does it just happen to hook to the Internet? And if you say AI, that's good in 2024? I think so. I think we'll look back and be like, well, that was embarrassing, but we kind of had to get that out of our system. Right. Right. Greg Swan is with The Socialites uh, joining us here on CCO. Uh other trends that you're seeing, you told me you've seen uh, flying cars, some flying cars out there. There's always a couple <laughs> flying cars here. And, you know, Are there really always? Oh, yeah. Just, and, you know, they put helicopter blades on a car and they've done some sort of demo in the, the desert. And, you know, the truth is our infrastructure can't even carry the, the, the planes, trains and automobiles that we have today. And humans driving cars are pretty dangerous. And so, you know, we don't have the infrastructure to fly a car. But for those of us tracking, so um, in, in the show The Jetsons, George Jetson was born in 2022, and he was 40 years old on that show. So if we're using the Jetsons lore timeline, we actually have 38 years left to get to flying cars. Mm. It's okay. It's, <laughs> so we're doing all right. We're doing all right. It's all right. We we got a long time. I you know, it. as far as up dumb stuff there, um, you know, the, the the worst of the worst was the um, this thing called plant plant pets, and it's basically a big mouth billy bass for your house plants. <laughs> and it you you plug it into the root system, and it means when you touch the leaves, they dance and they kind of like chirp at you. Oh my god! And it's just ridiculous. And yes. I, I I'm not actually sure my plants want to dance. No, I feel bad right. <laughs> about that. I'm not going to spend forty dollars and then abuse my plants and make them dance. So there, there, probably won't buy that. There is something sort of related that you put in a must buy category, and I have a little experience with one of these uh, myself. Mm-hmm. But indoor gardens. Yeah. So. You know, we've all seen probably the little desktop indoor gardens where you can grow herbs or, you know, spices, that sort of thing. Uh, this year, the indoor garden craze is really hitting the mainstream, and they had the Rise Roma. It lets you grow tomatoes, okay. and it's, oh. it's pretty big. It's, it's probably the size of, like, an, you know, an oven, um, but it grows tomatoes, cucumbers, okra, pepper, eggplants, uh, twelve hundred dollars so if a roma tomato is about 37 cents that means you got to cook about 30 or you got to grow about 3500 of them to break even (laughs) um but you know on it we look outside the window in the twin cities today or even here in las vegas and we're not growing tomatoes right now yeah and that's kind of interesting it is interesting i had a garden uh that we just got rid of so it's g-a-r-d-y-n oh sure and uh, it hooks into like there are cameras on it and there's this, you know, AI element where they tell you what to do. And it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. I have to say it was very, very cool. We it was more of a space. It's big and it's got grow lights on it. So like yep. your house is lit up like all the time. It was just a little <laughs> much. And we we're keeping it in my wife's office. I'm like, I I can just go to the grocery store. It's fine. That's 
but if you cents. but if you have room like in your kitchen or if you had a green oh if i had a greenhouse it would be cool i they, we have plenty of products here uh for the the greenhouse that's for sure interesting do you think like that's part of the the sort of obsession with with plants that seem to be taking over the younger generation anyway we saw that during the lockdown that all of us became really fascinated with um, small living and, and yeah. looking around for more sustainability and starting to see some of the technology accelerate that. But also, it's definitely a luxury item if you're thinking about spending $1,200 yeah, on an indoor garden. For sure. Greg Swan is with the Social Lights. It's a social media marketing agency here in the Twin Cities talking to us live from Los Vegas, where CES is underway. Other uh, things that, that you find interesting so far that you've seen out there at CES? Yeah, last year when I checked in with you from the show floor, I was very excited about the Roomba-like lawnmowers, and, and they were getting smarter and smarter. You have a snowblower hookup. I'm not sure it's mm-hmm. quite ready for the blizzard that's going to hit the <laughs> cities. But I got to tell you, they were everywhere. All the brands, all the things. I remember when a Roomba vacuum actually hit an end cap at Target, and that was a big deal. You're like, okay, this is mainstream. Like, right. it's on sale. Right. And seeing robot lawnmowers at that level is pretty, pretty cool, and I think that we're going to see more of that. Uh, there's also um, lawnmowers that were full-size, like a full-size riding lawnmower that would be autonomous. Interesting. So we're not talking about yeah. small little suburbs. We're talking about, you know, the acreage where my in-laws live. Huh. Um, you know, it, Beyond that, like, again, we're a social media agency. We pay a lot of attention to, to trends in social. And uh, metaverse was the big buzzword last year. This year, lots of innovations toward smart glasses, social wor- worlds, haptic vests so you can actually feel when you're in these spaces. And, you know, this is not far-fetched. This is not you and I wearing a VR hel- helmet, like, having this conversation. We're talking about, like, a near future where, um, today, we see Generation Alpha spending a lot of time in Roblox and Minecraft. Yeah. There's technology that helps unlock that. Pretty cool. Sony had a fan engagement um, system. Lot had a social shopping ex- uh, experience. There was a big box retailer that had virtual try-ons. Just a lot of near tech. It's not quite there. And I think that the Apple Vision Pro that launches next month is probably going to be perceived just like the iPhone. It- It'll be... Uh, it's expensive. Yeah. It's a dud. And then it'll change the whole category. And probably two years from today, we'll have this conversation. It will be like, what kind of smart glasses do you have? Hmm. What are you doing? What's your spatial computing marketing strategy Interesting. at WCCO? Well, if anyone's going to be out in front on a spatial computing marketing strategy, <laughs> it's going to be this AM radio station. I'll guarantee you that. Greg Swat is with the social lights. Uh, Biggest takeaway for you as you get ready to come back and kind of unlock some of this stuff for the clients you work with? I'm really impressed and proud of a lot of the exhibitors this year that spent time explaining what AI is. Mm, yeah. And, you know, my, my, that idea of like my first AI, Google has a huge investment here explaining what BARD is and generative AI and the new YouTube tools. Uh, I did go to the Sphere, the, the giant glowing advertising vehicle that um, has 14 times more shares on social than people who see it in real life. It's so and cool. Inside, it's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Inside six AI-powered robots that you could talk to and ask questions, and they can see you. And so they're like, hey, I see you have a New York Yankees hat. Are you from New York? And I know, and the back end, that's just algorithms. It's just very simple little scripts and things. But really from a mainstream perspective, 
good for them for starting to bring people yeah. along. And it used to be you had to go to the World's Fair to see this kind of technology. Now you can see this for $69 on a ticket in Las Vegas. So wild. So wild. Cool stuff. Greg Swan, thank you for taking some time to chat with us today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. See you on the Internet. All right. Greg Swan, the chief uh, creative and strategy officer at The Social Lights, which is an agency right here in the Twin Cities. 547, we'll take a break and come back and talk about sitting at a bar stool. I love sitting at a bar, not even talking about drinking at a bar. There's something about a bar seat that unlocks a conversation. And maybe I just like bartenders. Not that that bartenders are more charismatic than servers. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're more available. There's more talking. Like as a server, you're coming to the table, you're going back to the kitchen, you're moving around, you're going to other... As a bartender, you're just there. So we were at Three Squares in Maple Grove last night watching the Timberwolves, which sort of was a moral victory. I mean... The, the no, N- they, they lost. The NBA they, nerds they call it a schedule loss because of the way you've got the back-to-back again. The Wolves need to learn how to finish a game. I'll leave the analysis to Henry. But it was fun. Ah, oh, it was a fun game to watch. And it was ten times more fun because Alyssa and I were sitting there with Manny, the bartender, and it was just a very enjoyable experience. Certainly, if you're somebody who goes out to eat alone, like I think sitting at the bar is for sure the move because you you can read, you can whatever. Now, you can do that in a booth. Yeah. But I think sitting at the bar is the best restaurant experience. Now, when I'm reviewing restaurants, I don't do it because I know most people are going to sit at a table and experience that. So I don't want to review from the perspective of sitting at the bar. But when we travel, oh, almost always prefer a bar seat. Because bartenders can tell, then you can ask, like, what are really, like the websites say this is good. Like, what are, where do you go? What are the good places to go? You don't, you don't sit at the bar, very, you don't drink. But I don't you, drink, so that that's strike one against the bar. Yeah. Uh I, I don't do bar stools if they don't have some sort of back to them because yeah. I've got a screwed yeah. up back and I need the lumbar support. There's just all sorts of problems over here. Cook. And and this idea of longer term, so almost forced obligation uh, social interaction mm. is an anathema to me. Well, you would never. That's the beauty of the bartender. Yeah, because a good bartender would never make you feel like you have to talk to them. But if you want to, they're there. Right. It's but, sort of the magic. Now, if you're not going to engage. If you're a bad bar, they don't care. I know they don't care. But then what's the point of sitting at the bar if you're not going to engage? You might as well go just sit at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Got you in a corner on that one, don't well, I? Well, you're such a strange individual, Dan. Like, it's very, you know, I How mean. How long you got? We can start <laughs> parsing some of this out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I guess if you're not one to interact, well, why, why are you even going out? Well, I don't generally. Yeah, you don't. So no. there you go. 
I'm trying to play along with your hypothetical here, Jason. No, I know. I didn't expect you to give me much on this one. You know, there are some segments where it's like, oh, I know Dan will have, yeah. have a contribution. Sure. This is not what I was saying. No. But I'm here for you, and I'm trying. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Well, you know. Do you have I bidet mean, thoughts? I got a number of texts also, about the bidet. They're also paying me. so I sort of Yeah, you mind. have to. Yeah. Well, oh, we really should good. end the show every day with a topic that just makes you very uncomfortable. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Taylor Rivera is here. The news is coming up in just a minute. Henry Lake's got the Lake Show. Will I come to work tomorrow or will I do the show from the studio under the stairs? Tune in and find out. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.